This is where our story begins, and this is where we determine, have you been forsaken to the will of the dice? Earthbound Travelers. It's Sunday night. That means it's time for Will of the Dice to present to you Strangers in a Stranger Land. I'm Tara the DM, the world's okayest DM, and I will be your guide this evening. Before we begin, we do have a couple of quick housekeeping things. First and foremost, we are for mature audiences, so viewer discretion is advised. Secondly, we are minus a Kindle tonight. We hope to have him back next week. It's still up in the air. Uh, Alice. Hi everyone, we at Will of the Dice do not encourage the use of nicotine products such as cigarettes, cigars, and vaping. Nicotine is a harmful and addictive substance, and we want all of you out there to be happy and healthy. Though some of us may be users of such products, do as we say, not as we do. If you are looking to quit or trying to quit, there are resources out there, and we support you in that endeavor. Also, if you are having a mental health crisis, there is a new national hotline, uh, 988. You can text or call that number if you need help. Awesome. Locke? Hi, gamers. I'm Locke Clark. I'm going to take a moment to talk to you about our musicians. The lovely and talented people that compose and play music that heightens our experience and yours. It makes the ups, upper, and the downs downer. And that's good English because I learned things in school. Uh, I speak English goods well. And, um, uh, tonight, those musicians who will make the goods gooder and the bads badder uh, are Michael Gelfie. No, that's wrong. Kevin McLeod, Jeff Farber, Dwergar, and our very own Peculiar Patrick. Thanks, Patrick. You're that way. <laughs> awesome. Let's go ahead and do our introductions. I'm first. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Christina, the voice of Sid Ungwi, the terribly small tabaxi bard uh, who thinks he's much better than he is and who just watched his uncle's home explode not too long ago. So, um, And you can find me on Twitter at TMRSkaskula or on Blue Sky at Deadly Kisses. Hey, everybody. I'm Ren Matley. She, her. Tonight, I'm going to be voicing Ray Laurie. Also she, her. Ray Laurie is a five and a half foot tall, elf-like in appearance, very curvy feminine figure, long black hair, bluish, slightly shimmery skin, tends to dress in a green like wrap style halter top and a black skirt that hangs off her hips. She's reluctant to talk about what she really is and uh, has a little issue when there's the smell of blood in the air. You can find me over on Twitter at Ren underscore Matley. Hi again, everyone. I'm Alice, the voice of Quinn, both she, her. Uh, Quinn is a coyote ardling, a being of celestial uh, ancestry and anthropomorphic physique. 
not quite sure what exactly is going on. But she she likes all of the, the cool things that she's gotten to do so far, and we'll see where things go. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Cap and Cuppy Cake. Hi gamers, I'm Lot Clark. Sorry about the delay. There was a police siren going by. Um, and you didn't need to hear that. Uh I a he him will be playing uh Merp von Merpington. The also an Ardling, also of Celestial Descent and Anamorphic, but not a coyote. Merp is a cat. A a Russian blue cat. And uh Merp is uh five foot ten with blue, bluish gray fur. Um and uh they just want to get off Estrazillion real bad, and if finding this temple and and getting um, whatever's there with this compass thing is the way to do that, then, then they're all for it. So uh, why are we standing around? Let's get going. And you can find me on the social media. It's at LockUnruly. That's Lock with an H. Hello, everyone. It's me, Patrick Ahive, playing Aldoon Farthweather, a bard by chores. Aldoon is a six-foot-tall green dragonborn. Uh, he is also a he-him. He's determined to become a council-funded musician and just make it back from this adventure alive. And you can find me on Twitter at Peculiar Patrick. All right, there's our introductions. I'm not taking requests tonight. We're just getting into it. So when last we left the party, they had found the compass that led to Elden Ra's tower. Elden Ra being the greatest wizard to ever live in Estrazilian. Uh They had met a group called the Watchful that apparently... Sid's Uncle Ichabod was a member of and had been guarding the compass. The compass has attached itself to Sid's wrist permanently? Question mark. They had stayed in a special room in the tavern for the Watchful. They had met Callister, one of the brothers, who said that they would help them get out of the city as the collective, a group of vampires seeking to bring darkness to the land, is also after the compass. After that, they had a long rest, so make sure you avail yourself of such if you haven't already. Give everyone a moment to do that. The morning comes. You find yourself once more in this luxurious hidden suite in the tavern. You are minus a minotaur, Reeve absent, a letter where they had fallen asleep. Or perhaps it's a letter, it's a folded piece of parchment. It may be a poem. Um, rising, Ray Laurie is going to look for Reeve, find ending the letter, she open it, read it. It says that Reeve was approached in the middle of the night by Callister, that 
they had a special duty to perform and that they hoped to return. Oh dear. What 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 these notes say? Oh, it appears that Callister came back for Reeve in the middle of the night. It says he hopes to return. That's I don't like that. Not concerning at all, no. I hate to ask, but if I have a my little issue again. Without Reeve here, is any of you able to subdue me? What they did worked pretty well last time, Jess. Yes. Keep that in mind, please. Yeah, but of course. Well, I don't necessarily mind directing that at certain parties. I don't want to direct it at any of you ever again. Murph is here to help. Thank you, Murph. So, um, what's what are we? What are, where do we heads now? What's for breakfast? I, I guess we follow the compass, um, and there hopefully will be food before we leave. The compass is going to point us to food? No, no. Did Calliston... Before we leave. Did Calliston not say he was coming back for us? I think he said he was, or that we were going to go meet him somewhere. Because we're going to be smuggled out? I think is what Jay, he said. He, he said he could get us out of city. He also said that where we had to go to find the temple thingy was, um, you know, um, where the work gangs are already digging. There will be a rap at the door. Who is it? I got your breakfast. Oh, wonderful. Murph will go to the door. But that didn't answer my question. Did you, do you open the door? Yes. A large Goliath pushing a cart will enter. They are wearing exquisite clothing. Fine white tunic, black breeches, knee-high boots... There's a wicked-looking axe strapped to their back. Their bald head is covered in tattoos of different runic symbols. Oh. Thanks for breakfast, I guess. I'm here to guard the door. If you need anything, just let me know. I bet you are. Thank You're you. Quite strapping. I know. That's why right? they call me Mr. Big. 
Oh, Mark wonders if that is only reason. <laughs> Isn't that you a seem bit hurt. redundant? Well, my real name is Phoebe. People used to laugh at that. So after you break some jaws, people start calling you names with respect. Oh, I think Phoebe is a perfect name. He's lovely, just like you. I'm going to take your word for it, Merp. Um, though these breaches are very nice. They will smile, give a nod, exit the room, shutting the door behind them. Quinn will... Sorry, go ahead. Aldun wastes no time going to the cart, fixing himself a plate, and at the same time as, like, a pipe is hanging out of his mouth, he will be, like, eating breakfast and packing the pipe at the same time so that he can eat and smoke. Quinn is going to sigh wistfully watching Mr. Big leave the room. Um, Merp, as Mr. Big leaves, Merp pretends indifference to the fact that Mr. Big is leaving, but is furtively casting glances. Sid is grabbing a chair and pushing it near the cart so he can actually see what's on the cart, because I'm guessing if the Goliath was pushing it, it's probably taller than Sid's head. It is a plethora of food, a bountiful feast. Ham, sausage, bacon, eggs, biscuits, gravy, berries, cream, tankards of ale, milk. Yep, so Sid's going to fix him up a bowl of berries and cream, grab some pieces of meat, and then just kind of not even move the chair away, just curl up on the chair and start eating. Rilari will get up, get a, a little plate of food, kind of look around at the others pause like she's going to say something for a second and then go sit down. As everyone else is getting food, Mer is continuing to pretend to be indifferent to everything, including the food, but is is like slipping a paw in once in a while to grab a to grab a something to nibble on and but trying not to, uh, trying not to be noticed while doing it. Is it noticeable to you? Give us a stealth check. Seventeen. Not really. Quinn will go and get her herself a plate of food, but just sort of pick at it. Staring Ooh. off dreamily. What's the matter, Quinn? I don't think they heard you, Patrick. Oh, uh, with a mouth half full of food 
and the pipe still hanging out of his mouth. Uh, Aldun will ask, "What's the matter, Gwen?" Mm? Oh, mm -hmm. nothing, nothing, nothing's the matter. Things could be better, though. Not better. in a room this small. Better how? Elsie is going to give a coy smile, and that's her only answer. You you know the tavern songs. Just put Quinn in the Goliath in any tavern song you know. He has a look on his face that he still doesn't <laughs> get it. Never mind. After Sid finishes eating, he's going to make sure all of his stuff is together and ready to go. Once they've finished eating and they've started packing, Raylari is going to hesitantly look around at them. I feel I owe a bit of an explanation. Our conversation was interrupted last night by the arrival of Callister, and I did not want to discuss it in front of him. As I said last night, I, um, I am most certainly not a vampire, and I am more dangerous than a shark. Have any of you ever heard the stories of creatures who can lure sailors to their dooms? Like Indeed. like the siren song. Of course. Exactly. I, um... Uh, I've hesitated to tell anyone because I was always afraid you would look upon me as a monster or turn your backs to me. But I am a siren from the coast of Taladigarios. Well, there's one problem with that logic. If we turned our backs on you, how could we see your gorgeous face? Oh, darling, it's not my looks that are the danger. It's my song. And my teeth. Um, Marp thinks that um, Queen was trying to say that we do not care. That what you actually are does not matter. Merp likes Relari as Relari is. If Relari is Siren, then Relari is Siren. It matters very little to Merp. And I appreciate that. I was afraid if you knew first, though, that you would not get to know me, not give me the time. Is there a safe way to hear you sing? Not now, obviously. Oh, there are. My song doesn't harm you. It's just a charm. Oh. Later, we have to talk. I'd love to hear an authentic siren song. Perhaps sometime, Sid. Well, Merp is thankful you open up and share with others and Merp. Uh, it is, um, how say, um, sign of friendship. Camaraderie. There is also concern for your safety. 
especially after last night. Yeah, we we make do. We uh, we prepared now. Chase. Yes. It's really Always. only a problem when I smell blood, but I am working on getting control of it. I do promise. Well, there's a simple solution then. We just won't bleed. That... She's just going to shake her head. I'm not touching that one with, um, how you say, um, the, the three meter pole. Oh, so is that why you're interested in the Goliath? That would totally solve that problem. You're right. Ooh, At least yeah. for a few months. Hey, um, Queen, uh, what do you say? Um, would you like uh, to, to help me take uh, Easter Big on trip? You know, to, um, to Glendamere? See the tower? generally go for groups. Aldu's just gonna shake his head. Aldu's <laughs> gonna shake his head at this conversation after finishing his breakfast. Uh, grape out the last little bit of his ash from his pipe and put his pipe away and start packing his things and just kind of just, it's, it's not a look of disgust because he's not yucking your yum. Uh, but he's definitely just like this is not this is not the conversation I want to be a part of. Sid's gonna settle up to El Dude while he's packing and like come up behind him and go, I don't understand. We can't get off. Um the Istrazelia, how how are they getting to Glandomir? You have to explain it to me, El Dude. Dune's just going <laughs> to shake his head uh, and look at Sid and be like, really, do I really need to explain something to you or do you just want to make me ruffled? And he's going to give you the big, big kitty eyes and just look at you. He'll just sigh and pull out his sham and <laughs> wet the wood of the sham and start playing as a way of, like, warming up to keep himself dexterous. It's a jaunty me, little tune. Give me a performance check. <clears throat> Do-do-do. Performance. Fourteen? It is well played. As you all are preparing, there will come another knock on the door. Without waiting for invitation, the door will open and Callister will enter. Oh, oh, he's only you. You must forgive them. They were hoping for their man candy to walk back in. That is understandable. Your chariot awaits. And they will smirk. Get a chariot? I, um... Murp does not think that the, that word means what, uh, what we think it means. 
Sid's gonna try to it's... dart out the door. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I'm good. Chariot doesn't seem like a good idea. They're very open. As you small. dart out the door, Sid, you are grabbed by the rough of the neck by the Goliath. <laughs> And they will set you back in the room. He said the chariot was waiting. Ooh, the me next. <laughs> Merp darts out the door. They will grab you by the ruff of the neck and put you back in the door. Oh, yes, harder. Where's this chariot, Callister? The moving to the wardrobe, they will pull it aside, revealing a door. Opening the door, a set of stairs. It is waiting below. Interesting. So many secret passages. I hope you have good fortitude. I don't think I like the way you said that. And they will begin descending the stairs. Why do I have the feeling we are not going to enjoy this? No. It's an adventure! It's, it's gonna follow down. Indeed. Before following down, Quinn is going to reach down her shirt, pull out a business card, go over to Mr. Big and hand one to him, and blow him a kiss, and then go down the stairs. Okay. Rilari's going to shake her head and mumble an aquion, and my type have a reputation. Merp is just going down the stairs and just incontrollably needing us. <laughs> Alden will be last to go down the stairs. Everyone the give me a him. perception check. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Patrick. Oh, you're good. All right. Aldoon. 25. Merp. 14. Quinn. 17. Rolori. 16. And Sid. 12. 12. The scent of salt and fish will dance to your nostrils. As you finish descending the stairs, you will see workers packing salted fish into crates. Hmm. That smells familiar. It smells delicious. Is that for lunch? Is this a smuggling no. ring? Alistair? No. It... Yes. Am I about to be put into a box of salty fish? Yes. It uh. is a smuggling ring. It is now. There are five large crates set aside for one for each of you. 
I guess it's a good thing Reeve isn't here. He'd be too big to fit in one of these. Ooh, whole crate to myself? You're going to put some fish in here with me. I mean, there's just way too much room. Yeah. Um, Merp walks up to their crate, looks at it, takes a step back, wiggles their butt, and leaps in. Now, sir, certainly there is possibilities for someone of my stature to not have to be put into a box of smelly fish. Are you afraid certainly... of being in there alone? No, Sid. It's the fact is that it's a box of smelly fish. And I do not want to be in a box of smelly fish. So please tell me there. I, I could pose as... Uh, the bard for this ship that because every ship needs a bard you know I like just write down my name as something different I can wear a false eyelashes or a third eye please don't put me in the box with the smelly fish you all been seen you are known this is non-negotiable Does it have to be full of smelly fish? Yes. In case it's inspected. All the way full of smelly fish? Yes. Can we put a false bottom over my head or something? I really don't want no. the fish juice on my fur. It's not juicy. It's salted. So. Great. The smell is still going to stick. I oh, that must work. There must much worse things to smell like than fish. That's that's a thing, aren't you? You probably deal with this. Anyway, I guess I'm going into the box. <laughs> Doodle, get in his box. At least it's not full of water. Well, if they opened up a thing of water, they'd clearly see us. I mean, sometimes fish are shipped packed in water. So it could be worse. Or ice. That would be cold. From the box you just hear, I'm ready for my smelly fish now. <laughs> Quinn will and workers sigh. will be... Go ahead, Quinn. Quinn will sigh and climb into her box. Sid will jump into his box and then walk around the whole box until he finds, like, a little corner to lay in. Ray Larry's just going to hold out a hand. Well, someone assist me. Callister will give you a hand. Thank you, dear. And Do then unceremoniously... Workers will begin filling the crates with salted fish. The light will vanish. You will hear the cover of the crate, the lid being placed, and the hammering of nails. Do we get any air holes? There's holes in the top. You'll be fine. Do try not to open your eyes. The salt could get in them. You are 
roughly carried and thrown into a wagon. And we'll feel the wagon begin to move. Ray Larry will mumble to herself about not how not everybody likes it rough. Oops, muted the wrong person. All right. Hold on. I'm having technical difficulties. Discord froze on me. Oh, no. That happened to me last night. I had to run Task Manager to get it to fix itself. Oof. Yeah, my, my, my Discord went solid gray in the middle of playing last night, and she was like, okay, you're a muffin. I'm like, I don't have buttons, man. I'm just, uh, just gonna sit here for a second. Give me a minute. I'll be right back. Control Alt Delete Task Manager in Task Relaunch. Because <laughs> I tried closing Discord and reopening it, and the call never disconnected. Even though I exited the program and then had to reopen the program, it came back up exactly as it had been. Yeah, it, it'll do that. If you don't disconnect, as long as it hasn't been past a certain time amount, you'll still be connected to the call when you log back in. Yeah, but it did, I didn't have buttons. I couldn't disconnect. The wagons jostling. You are there for an undisclosed amount of time. You cannot tell unless you have keen mind how much time has passed. The wagon will stop. I need you all to make a perception check. Nope. Oh. Aldoon. 19. Merp. Uh, my perception is plus six. So my score is a seven. Quinn. 3020. Rilari. 10. And Sid. I'll score 3020. Merp and Rilari will not hear the conversation that takes place. The rest of you will. What you haulin'? We got fish for the work camps. Have you seen anything suspicious? We got some outlaws loose we're looking for. No, not seen anything. What do they look like? The other voice will describe each of you. Well, if I see anything, I'll be sure to let somebody know. All right, boys, check the crates. Now we see what the dice say on whose crates are getting checked. Merp. You will hear your crate open. It looks like fish. I could be hiding. Step around. At this point, I need you to roll a D100.
67. Merp, you will see a blade come down in front of you as it stabs into the fish several times. Uh, Merp is, is, is literally biting their tongue. And holding as still as possible. The lid will be placed back on the crate. And Sid's crate will be opened. Please roll a D100, Sid. Since so small, this should be fine. 23! The number to beat was a 20 because of how small Sid is. The sword comes down literally nicking whiskers as they stab around, closing up the crate. The wagon will begin moving again. After a while, the wagon will stop. You will feel your crates being lifted and moved, jostled and rustled. It is very uncomfortable. The lids will be opened and you will hear a voice. All right, out with you. I said I'd get you out of the city. I'm not taking you any further. You got to make your own way. Um, has just finished cleaning the bones of one of the fish. Hops out, reaches back in, grabs a couple more fish, and <laughs> keeps going. Yeah, Sid hops out. I've been disfigured. I definitely get some of these and grabs a handful of fish. As Quinn is getting out, you're going to hear her yowl. I will spare the audience from having to hear me imitate a coyote yowl. Fuck! Ah, salt! I... Ah! And she's gonna scramble out very ungracefully. Raylari will push up out of the fish, shake off what she can of the salt. Well, is someone going to help me out? I'm doing oh, slowly geez. raises from the fish as if a zombie from the grave. Salted fish, salted fish, salted fish, salted fish. And it's just going to scrape the salt off of him as it has definitely got in between his scales. And it's going to shake a little bit to try and get more off, get out and help Raylari out of the other fish. Oh, thank you, darling. If it makes you feel better, we can find somewhere to wash up. Please. Salted fish. Yes, darling, they're salted fish. Just not I scared. understand. Y'all are heading to Vakas. You don't want to take the main road. They're going to be looking for you. They point. That, uh, that's the hunting trail. Follow it for a couple of days and it'll take you right into camp. Don't know what's down there, but y'all look capable. You would think, wouldn't you? Salted fish. 
Sid goes over and starts licking the salt off Aldoon's, like, free hand. <laughs> he, he doesn't mean to, but you accidentally startle him and he whips his hand and he accidentally whips you in the face. He's like, with a ah! pant. I was helping. Salted fish. Yes, you taste like salted fish. I think that's all he says now. Salted fish. See, I'm right. Uh, We're going to have to make it a song. Merp turns and starts walking down the hunting trail. <laughs> Come along, then. We'll find you somewhere to wash up, darling. Before Sid gives you a tongue bath. You see him visibly shiver at the words tongue bath. Would you prefer Quinn do it? She just shakes his head. Salted fish. Yes, I okay. think Sid quite likes the salted fish. I prefer them fresh myself. I'm just going to walk right past you. Quinn's just going to follow. She smells like fish and she don't like it. Aldoon will take his bag out of the fish, shake it off the best he can, put it on his shoulders, and follow behind everybody. So, marching order, Merp. Jace. Who's next? Uh, I think Ray Laurie. And Quinn. Yeah. Sid will put himself in between Quinn and Eldun. I'm in the back, baby. Arden. It is a beautiful trail. The jungle fauna blooming and flourishing as it is in the middle of summer. It is hot. The stink of the fish rising as the temperature climbs. Would you say that we would probably attract small flying nuisance insects such as flies? Let's see what the dice say. I just have to yes. say, how dare you suggest that to him? And while they are traveling and the stink is getting worse, Quinn will be swatting at, at first, flies and then she's going to try to just bite them out of the air you will come to a bridge over a river well more of a creek oh thank god water yes it is much too hot and too dry Um, wait, y'all. And Alduna go over and uh, kind of look at the water to see if there's any, like, leeches or other things in the water. Give me an investigation check. Quinn will help. Uh, so with advantage? Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, with the advantage, that is, I believe, a six. Oh. Water looks perfectly fine. Aldoon will uh, take a splash of the water and splash himself in the face and be like, yep, feels all right to me. Cool and refreshing. Murph goes onto the bridge and perches themselves at the center point to watch. How deep would you say the creek is? Like maybe seven inches. Okay. Quinn is going to flop into the creek and roll around in it. And then once she's thoroughly soaked and hopefully the smell is lessened, she'll climb back out. Then's gonna sit on the bank and do the little thing with his paws and drink like some water that way. Raylari's gonna take a rag from her bag and basically wet it and wipe herself off with it and have a little drink of water from the stream so long as the water is clear and moving. The water is clear and moving. It's refreshing. I'll do it all. Start picking salt from in between his scales and using the water to kind of help lubricate and get himself desalted. It will take a bit of time, but you are desalted. Oh, perhaps we'll get lucky later and find somewhere we can actually get into the water. You could do what I did. This isn't deep enough for a swim, my dear. Mur Murp is doing the paw lick, clean the clean clean his face thing up on the bridge, not getting anywhere near the water. And enjoying the taste of salted fish. Mm-hmm. My fur tastes delicious right now, motherfucker. I am a tasty treat. Oh. We should try and get as far as we can before it gets dark. Find some place safe to make a camp. He did say it would take us a couple of days on this trail. Yeah. Well, I'm desalted, and I feel less like salted fish. I think I'm ready to go. Hey, Same he got his order. vocabulary back. So Sid's gonna walk up on the bridge, walk past Merp, and cross over. Okay, so Sid's taking the lead. Murple, hop down and follow. And then Murple. Quinn's just gonna walk across the creek. Quinn. Ray Laurie, I'll cross the bridge. Ray Laurie. And now Doom. Well, Doom taking up the rear. The heat continues to rise as the sun beats down on the path. You come to growth, the 
tropical trees looking as if they're forming a portal as their leaves arch together. It seems as if the entire path is shaded. How fortuitous. I'm not very familiar with land, despite my time here. Is this normal? Don't look at me. I was I grew up in a city. Is this normal for Istrazilia? No. I haven't encountered it before. And I've lived here all my life. Same. So the trees are growing in an unnatural way. Somebody grew them this way. Interesting. Who could get plants to grow the way they like? Druids. Wizards. Gardeners. Botanists. Interesting. Oh, and gods. Land dwellers have always been so fascinating. You don't have gods under the sea? No, we do. But we don't have gardeners and that sort of thing. I mean, I suppose there are those who tend the kelp, but that's not exactly the same thing. Like a farmer. We mostly leave that to the merfolk. We are much too busy. Singing and eating people. That sounds like a life. I mean, it is. Laying about on rocky shoals. I tried very hard to resist what my, my, my kin called the bloodlust. Though I had a cousin who had a great fondness for drowning sailors. Some of them probably deserve it. I suppose. Yeah. So, do we continue on the path? Definitely. Jay. Let's go. And Sid will dart ahead. Ray Laurie's going to look around and take in their surroundings a little more carefully. Give me a perception check. If I can reach my dice, the cat is sleeping on me. Sorry. A uh, natural 20 on the die for a 21. There's nothing unordinary except for the pathway. Sid, as you dart ahead, the temperature in the pathway dropped tremendously to the point that you can see your breath. Oh, 
he's gonna slow down at that point and wait for the others. Quinn wants to see, like, because the the portal is like in the middle of the path, right? Yes. Quinn wants to like look around it to see if she can still see Sid on the path, or what? The trees are planted where they are touching. It is a hallway of trees. Merp follows Sid. Yep. Rilari will look at Aldun. I suppose it's not wise for us to fall behind. Well, just letting the slowest people keep pace. That's what I was always told. Are you calling me slow? I'm calling you short. I'm only five foot five. Not that short. His six foot, his six foot fall frame looms over you slightly. Yeah, like I said, <laughs> short. Whatever, darling. She'll turn and follow the others. I'll do it to follow after everybody else. You all will notice the temperature drop, being able to see your breath, the sweat that had accumulated from the heat frosting on your bodies. Yes, Quinn the looks... wet fur. <laughs> Quinn looked very frosted. Merp is suddenly very, very happy that he did not get into the water. Hmm. It's as cold as the deep ocean here. Oh, good. You guys are feeling it, too. I wasn't sure if it was just down here. Rilari's going to take another look around. Another perception check. Okie doke. I would also like in on that action. Only a 16 on the die this time, so 17. I got an 11. When you just noticed the temperature change and how cold you are. Raylari, as you look around, you notice there's no exit where you came from. Like it's all closed in behind us? Like it's just a hallway that goes on for as far as you can see. Raylari's going to look ahead, turn and look behind, kind of making note of this. Then look to the others. I have a concern. There doesn't seem to be an exit in either direction now. I mean, it's a straight path. Let's just keep going straight. Look ahead. Do you see any light? Oh, there's no light ahead. Now look behind us. Where we just came from. Oh, shit. 
This well. is, um... Hmm. It seems we do not have choice but to continue forward, Jess. And hope we can find somewhere warm enough when we need to stop? I feel we should be wary. What is worse could happen? Death. We could be trapped in here forever. You all could freeze to death. We could be eaten by something. I could be triggered and be the one to eat you. Okay, enough of the list of things that will definitely not happen because that's definitely great for Brow. And now dude will start walking forward. What? I was simply answering his question. Quint will also start walking. And like rubbing at her the fur that she can to like knock the frost off and out of it. If you have a blanket in your bag, perhaps that would help. Then it would just melt, and then if I took it off, it'd refreeze. There's no way to tell how far you've traveled, how long you've been walking except for the aching in your muscles and the weariness that hangs heavy on you. You come to a glade, a beautiful opening, the covered tunnel of trees giving way to the warm tropical sun once more. The sun is setting, the sky painted in pinks and reds. Soon the night will come. See, I told you we just had to keep going forward. Stepping into the into the warmth, uh, does a big stretch. Maybe we should camp here. It would seem wise as it is falling dark now. However, I'm still concerned. I can't shake this feeling that something isn't right. Though I suppose it could just be my unfamiliarity with the land. Tear, is there any water here? A stream? A pond? Anything? No. But you do hear a growling noise coming from the tunnel. The one we just came out of? Yes. Do you please tell me someone else hears that as well? Gwyn's gonna turn and look. I have a 16 look. passive perception. Does that help? You will see a large shadowed wolf. The wolf made of living shadow. They are swirling and moving. It is pacing back and forth in the tunnel, looking at you. Merp suggests we all move further into light. Jace? Quinn will There's, nod. The sun is setting. There's not much light left. Use what light you can while you can. The 
the creature in frustration will snap and snarl <laughs> before turning and walking slowly down the tunnel, looking back at you. It missed the encounter by one on the dice. Oh, good. I was about to burn a control, a uh, 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 channel divinity. Perhaps it cannot leave the cold of the tunnel. Let's hope. Sid's gonna go around and try to get stuff together to start like a little campfire. Give me a survival check, Sid. Merple help. And while they're doing that, sorry. And while they're doing that, Raylari is going to take a look around and see if there are any other ways in and out of this glade. Okay. That'll be an investigation. Merp, maybe you're better at this than I am. I got an 11. With an advantage? Yeah, the other one was a 3. 10 is all you needed. Okay. <laughs> you are able to gather the startings of a campfire. And I, I help instruct how to, you know, TP it. Oh, and oh. And then I use thaumaturgy to light the fire. Okay. All right. I have an unnatural 20 on my investigation. There is a path leading uh, south, the direction you were heading, and the tunnel. That is it. Raylari is going to give that look around, return to the others. There appears to only be the two ways in and out of this glen. The way we, unless the tunnel we came from, I'm going to point out the other, the other pathway, and there. That'll make it easier to keep watch. I suppose. Yes, and that tells us which way we go in the mornings. He's uh, fortuitous for Merp and Merp's friends. Um, Sid's going to pull out his cook's utensils and start cobbling together a meal. Quinn's just hoping it's not fish. I'll do will sit down, pack a pipe, and just start smoking. And as you all settle in, camp going, food cooking, we're going to take our first break. We're going to take 10 minutes, get our beverages of choice, our snickety snacks, and we'll be back. took our break, got our snickety snacks and our beverages of choice. Before we get back into it, Locke. 
Hi gamers, I'm Locke Clark, and we're going to take a quick moment to talk to you about our partner in this endeavor, Dubby. Dubby provides uh, all your energy needs in one easy place without any of the crash. Dubby is a energy drink, comes in a powdered form, so you save money on the uh, on the weight of shipping, and uh, it's better for the environment. They don't use any maltodextrin or sugar uh, or any added colors or ingredients. It's all natural, and it gives you all the pep with none of the crash. So to uh, check it out, you're going to go to www.dubby.gg, and you're going to put in our code, Will of the Dice, all one word, at checkout, and get 10% off. So they know you came from us, and you want them to know that you came from us so that we look cool. So go check out Dubby at www.dubby.gg. Put in code Will of the Dice for 10% off at checkout. Interesting note. They even have a caffeine-free formula for those of you like me who can't have any. All right. So you all are in a glade. You have your camp fire going, food cooking. What are you doing? Quinn's just relaxing. If if we can see the sky, she'll be looking up at the stars. Yeah, the sky is countless stars the twin moons high in the sky Sid's gonna set up his rain catcher he figures it probably won't rain but maybe he can collect some dew or something okay I'll do is just smoke his pipe waiting for food I do hope Reeve is all right. I'm sure he's fine. He's he's a big minotaur. Who's going to mess with a big minotaur? But he's <clears throat> sweet more than smart. And he's also without the rest of us. I do hope Callista is keeping him safe. Sounds like someone might have a crush. No, darling. But he is all I have left of home right now. Hey! And she'll gesture to herself. He's a minotaur. It simply reminds me of home. I used to sneak away and sit on the beaches and watch the minotaurs up on the piers. I've always had a bit of a fascination with land people. I'm a land person from Taladagarios. I didn't know any like you, my dear. I am sorry. Wait. Take his pipe out of his mouth. I don't think we've really talked about that. Where is home for everyone? Well, I mean, I know where Sid lives. Not in a creepy way, just... Like, I've known Sid my whole life, basically. But, like, you're from Taldegarios, or, well, the sea near Taldegarios, and you're from Taldegarios. Where are you from, Merp? Oh, Merp is this Brazilian, yes. Hmm. Born and raised, unfortunately. Hmm. Guess this depends on which part of Nestrazilian you're from. <laughs> 
<sighs> that sucks about your home. Caligarius and all that. Yeah. There were a lot of desperate suckers on those streets. Darling, what exactly is it you did before you came here? I was in sales. Sales? Of your elixir? Mm-hmm. Hmm. She's just gonna raise an eyebrow at you. So, um, Seed and Aldun, you are from Estrasilian, yes? Yes. Mm-hmm. Is, um, uh, do you, um, how'd you say, um, worship the primordials? No, like, I mean, until recent generations, they were kind of like a myth, almost. Uh, were they sleeping? You're asking the wrong bard. That's not my specialty. I mean, like, Uncle Ichabod used to tell stories about them all the time, and he talked about them like they were real. But, you know, like, we had the whole, like, storm wall, and then, like, it went away, so we knew they were real, and then now it's back, so, you know. But, no. Um... I... I don't really worship anything. Except um, yourself. Not even that. So, um, this is, um, a dangerous and uncomfortable subject for Mark. But as we are all traveling together, um, Merp is priest. But, um, not of primordial. Um, okay. And um, other gods, um, not so welcome in East Resilient. In fact, Merp was planning to leave um, after Merp got calling by deity to be priest and um, before Merp could make good escape from islands, um, storm wall. the the stormwall it come back yes. Um, so now Merp stuck and cannot be um, open about who Merp really is and Merp's deity for fear of retribution or blame for you know bad things like them re raising the stormwall on us. Um, Worshipping another deity would be seen as uh, offensive, Jess. Oh, uh, only to the narrow-minded. Oh, you don't believe those stories about the, the Taladagarian, new Taladagarians? Being responsible for the Stormwall coming back, do you? Oh, no, no. But uh, it's, uh, it seems most people think something made Primordials mad and Merp afraid that people blame Merp if Merp revealed allegiance to other deities. Quinn's gonna lean in a bit closer to Merp, wherever he is around the campfire. She's not gonna get up to do it, she's just going to lean sort of in his direction. So who is it? 
Oh, um, Murp's deity is Murp. You really do right. worship yourself. No, no, Murp was, um, okay, you see, I, um, it's long story, but, um, my, my mother was, um, celestial born, uh, partly, anyway, and met my father, who was like Sid, the tabaxi, and, um, they had me, and my mother got calling, um, and was taken to be in service of great and powerful Merp. And um, my father, he, he, he no believe. Um, so um, then Merp started having dreams about Merp. My mother called Merp Merp because it was Merp. first noise I made. Um, and at the time, I think she only had started having visions about deity and kind of conflated two things. And so it is confusing, I know. But, um, Jace. Well, we will not judge you for it. Murp is appreciative. I think it's only fair you don't. Judge me for being a flesh-eating monster. I eat flesh. But like fish, fish are flesh. I guess you'd have to kind of believe in something to judge somebody for somebody's beliefs. And since I don't really do that, I can't really see that to judge. Seems like an awful lot of mess to get into, if you know what I mean. So I just kind of stay out of it. Well, I mean, there's always room for judgment. If someone just dug up a potato and started worshipping a random potato, I'd kind of judge. What if it was a holy potato? Does, How would you prove it's a holy potato? Does potato, does potato grant um, uh, priestly powers? Because great and powerful Merp give Merp powers. Merp able to do things most others not, yes, is, is how I know Merp real. Merp gave Merp calling, and Merp now answers caller, uh, tries to. I have to get off of this island so that Merp can, you know, um, spread word of great and powerful Merp. See, that still makes sense. You've got some kind of proof, but just a random potato you dug out of the ground. I would kind of judge. Maybe the potato told you to dig it out of the ground. It nourishes your body. It sustains you. I don't think you should judge. Anyways, dinner is ready. But it's Perfect. only for a short while that it does that. And then the potato's gone, gone. It's so, since Sid's gonna start, like, ladling up the soup he had like half a loaf of bread that he's like trying to divvy up between everybody and he has his salted fish but he's not going to give any to like Aldoon or Quinn because he knows they're kind of over the salted fish Merp gladly takes salted fish with dinner if it's offered yeah and he'll offer some to Merp he'll offer some to Rilari thank you darling 
We should probably determine who's going to be sitting watches tonight. Mark can watch. Take the first one if you want. I can take one or whatever, I guess, if I have to. We should probably take turns so that all of us can get enough rest. Maybe be watching. Well, there's five of us. Uh, maybe the first two watches watch in pairs so we can watch both directions. The last one should be when the sun is starting to come up. We might be able to see a little better. Or the reverse. The first one by itself and the next two with two. But I think it might be better to watch both ways. This is um, not a bad plan. Uh, Merp does not need go first. Um, Merp is fine with whatever. Take first. I can, I can go with Aldun then. I don't mind taking one of the middle ones or one of the morning. Whatever you two are more comfortable with. Merp is not good so much mornings. Um, Merp, take middle. What? Why don't you two take the middle, and I'll take the morning. Yes. If you're comfortable with it, Sid. Yeah, that's fine. Also, he's probably, I mean, practicality-wise, good ideas. Uh, Merp is with Relari, just, you know, in cases. In case. That makes sense. So... I gotta say something out of the game because a couple people have asked me about my facial expressions. I'm in a lot of pain tonight. I'm a chronic pain patient. So please don't judge anything that's going on by my facial expressions. I'm just hurting really fucking badly. All right, so Aldun and Quinn, perception checks. I'll do. Nine. Don't worry, yeah. buddy. I gotcha. Twenty-two. Who's watching the path? Who's watching the tunnel? Oh, watch the path. I guess I'm on the tunnel. I'll do. Everything seems fine. There's no rustling. There's no eyes of a predator no noises at least nothing that you would notice as you are stuck in your head writing a new song the muse takes all when you will watch the tunnel and you will notice that the wolf returns snapping and snarling but unable to pass the threshold. Quinn's just gonna watch it curiously. Unless it somehow passes through, she's not gonna fuss about it. And your watch will come to an end. 
Elder Lugo, and wake Raylar. It's uh, your turn. Quinnell, go wake up Merp. Uh, yeah, yeah, Merp. Very well. Get I, some saw the, I saw the wolf come back, but it looked like it couldn't come in here. So keeping an eye on the tunnel's a good idea, just in case. Yes, indeed. Merp will watch the tunnel carefully. Then I shall watch the path. Perception checks, please. Uh, I give myself guidance. It's real good. Six. I did not roll well on that one. Merp. Uh, 28. As with Quinn... You will see the wolf pacing back and forth, snapping at the air, growling, frustrated that it can't get to you. Ray Laurie, everything seems fine. She's clearly lost in her head about all of this. And your watch will come to an end. Wake Sid. Sid will stretch. Alright. Uh, anything I need to watch out for? Uh, the wolf has come back twice now. Once while Quinn was watching, once while Murph was watching. Uh, it seems to be unable to penetrate the barrier of the tunnel to come into the field, but um, it is very frustrated by these, so be mindful. Okay. Go get your rest. See you in a few. Wake us if you have any concerns. Can do. And Merp goes to their um, bedroll and and lays down and then promptly inverts themselves into a, a, a strange curled position this way, head upside down. Give me a perception check, Sid. Ooh, nine. I need everyone but Sid to hear my... As you are lost in thought, maybe a song, a story, maybe the stars, or maybe just the contemplation of life, you will not notice the wolf leave the tunnel. That is, until it is beside you, snipping you. Sid is going to, like, freeze? You carry the compass. Mm -hmm. I will not eat you this night. Much appreciated. 
and it will turn and pad back into the tunnel. Sid's going to kind of shake out his fur and just kind of make himself as small as he can in a shadow, but keep his eyes towards the tunnel, but down so he doesn't have as much moonlight reflecting in him. So he can watch, but he's not as, you know, like he's blending in with all the blackness. All right. Can I bring the others back? Mm-hmm. And morning will come, and you all may avail yourself of a long rest. Whoever wakes up first is going to see Sid, like, in a little ball. But if you notice, his head is very alert. But he has made himself as small as possible. Um... Half asleep, Sid, buddy. What's going on? Um, so the wolf respects the compass and he promised not to eat me, and you're up now, so I guess he didn't. Oh, okay, it's time for breakfast. And he's gonna go get up and stir up the, uh, the embers of the fire to try to build it up again so he can make something for breakfast. You may all avail yourself as a long rest if I haven't already said that. Wait, what do you mean it promised not to eat you? Um, so, uh, it, it can leave the tunnel. Um, and it was very very quiet and then um its breath was on my neck and it said that i had the compass and so it wouldn't eat me last night so we probably don't want to stay here much longer um but we'll we'll eat breakfast and move on it'll be fine that is most concerning why didn't you get one of us i was making sure he didn't eat me it is um, probably wise you did not, because, um, well, big shadowy wolf thing did not uh, promise promises not to eat you. It did not make any such promises about not eating Murp, and Murp appreciates not having attention drawn to Murp. That was kind I of my thought, too. wasn't promised not being eaten. Yeah, it was it was very unclear. He just said, "You have the compass. I won't eat you this night." So, I, I figured it was it was safer not to chance anyone else if he could get out of the tunnel. We were all sleeping. We were helpless. I suppose if it really wanted one of all of us, it could have. Though I appreciate it not shedding blood. Murp is also happy for these. Aldun, give me a history check. History check. Dun, 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 dun. That's a five. All right, thank you. I'll make note of that. Uh, I'll make note of that. 
Sid's gonna go check the um, the rain catcher to see if he got any dew or moisture from the air or something that he can use as like fresh water. If not, he'll use what he has in his water skin. Yeah, there is some dew. So he's gonna he's gonna start with that, and then if he has to add more, he will. He's just gonna make like oats for breakfast, and then while it's cooking, shake it out and roll it back up so he can put all the stuff away. Mup can't help but also think that the wolf said would not eat you this night. Uh, yeah, that means nothing for tomorrow's. Correct. So that's why I said once we um, eat and get started, we should probably keep heading on our on our way. Um, I, I, it's a simple breakfast. I hope that's okay. But I figured it would give us... Uh, you know, stick to your ribs was what Uncle Ichabod always used to say. So it could last us throughout the day. Yes. So he'll put, he'll put a little bit of cinnamon and honey in the oats when he's cooking them up and then serve them up to everybody. Thanks for making breakfast. Yes. Thank you, Steve. Indeed, it's very kind of you to feed us. Well, uh, Uncle Ichabod would want it that way. Wherever he is. I'm sure hey, he's maybe he's with Reeve. Sorry for speaking over you, Ren. What did you say? Sir? I'm sure he's fine, darling. And then when Quinn says maybe he's with Reeve, Raylory will almost look a little more concerned. <laughs> I mean, that might work. You'll have Uncle Ichabod's brain and Reeves brawn. That could be a good combo. Or scary. No no offense to any of Jews, but um, Matt wishes we had a little more um, brawn here. Um, you know, a Reeve or, you know, maybe a Mr. Big or something. Would be nice. Mm. Not just for eye candy. Also, that would be nice too. As soon as we're done eating, Raylari will pack her things as quickly as she can, making sure she hasn't left anything, and make ready to go. Watching back and forth between the tunnel and the path, nervously, the whole time. Yeah, Sid will do the best he can to clean out his uh, cooking utensils, put them away, kind of disperse all the embers and stuff so we can make sure that we're not leaving a fire in the glade. Oh, yeah, Merp can help. Uh, and Merp will use thaumaturgy to bring the fire down to, to nothingness. Oh, well, that's definitely helpful. Thank you. And regrettably, this is where we're going to call the story tonight. I'm hurting too bad to continue, and I apologize. No, no worries. You don't mm -hmm. need to apologize. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. I know it was short. Pain is just too much tonight. 
So let's remind everyone who we are, where they can find us, and let's get out of here. Uh, everybody, I'm Christina, the voice of Sid. I am she, her. Sid is a he, him. I didn't say that earlier. I apologize. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Tiamorskaskula or on Blue Sky at Deadly Kisses. Hey, everybody. I'm Ren Matley, the voice of Ray Laurie, and you can find me over on Twitter at Ren underscore Matley. Hi, everyone. I'm Alice, the voice of Quinn, and you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Captain Cupcake. Hi, gamers. I yet remain Locke Clark, and tonight I was the voice of Merp von Merpington. May the blessings of Merp be upon you all. Uh, and you can find me on the social medias at Locke Unruly. That's Locke with an H. Hello, everyone. It's me, Patrick, again, playing the voice of Aldoon. And you can find me on Twitter at Peculiar Patrick. And also, just as a reminder, our programming is made special by our Patreons. Thank you. You could be a Patreon member uh, by going to patreon.com forward slash WTOD dice. Uh, and yeah, contribute to us and uh, you two could win merch and stuff like that. Okay, bye. You're muted, Tyr. And I'm Tyr the DM, the world's okayest DM, and you can find me on Twitter at Tyr underscore the underscore DM or Blue Sky at Tyr the DM. I'm going to keep it short and sweet tonight. Love each other. Be kind. Love and inclusion are the torches that light a path to a better tomorrow. Join us and be torchbearers. We love you guys.